Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jillian Moss-Fackman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. This week we'll cover lesson number two in the series called Change, You Can't Live With It and You Can't Live Without It. Now, if you happen to miss lesson number one, which was including a lively interaction on cliff diving and rabbit hoppers, Go back to my website at Jillian Moss Backman, and that's spelled J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N.com, or you can find me on Block Talk Radio Change Already page to re-listen and catch up on any of those archives. You know, last week the first lesson addressed change from an individual point of view. In this lesson, I want to broaden our scope to a wider perspective and explore the mystery of change from a more philosophical point of view. Examine that age-old argument of destiny or human free will choice. How does change happen? Is it all by accident or is it really all preordained circumstances? Do we really have the capacity to change what we want whenever we choose? Or is the work already done for us and we simply just lay back and enjoy the ride? I spend a great deal of time writing and organizing my programs in this, like, natural order. And like all good writers, I begin each lesson with an outline. And the weeks ahead are laid out from there. Well, today's show was supposed to be about definable measures to argue on both sides of this fence, destiny and free will choice. But the circumstances changed, and I guess so did my outline. (laughs) I was going to ask a guest to join me on Thursday for this live discussion on destiny. But as life goes, he he had no available dates available. I knew when we all were learning something from his incredible insights, so either I had to swap programs or not host the guest at all. Well, that wasn't an option on the table. So I posed this question before I reveal this answer. Did Destiny intervene and rearrange the sequence in an order it was supposed to be from the beginning? Or did I make the free will choice to accommodate the guest and voluntarily move the other program to another day? Well, here's the answer. I welcome to Change Already, Dr. Satwant Dillon. Hello, Dr. Dillon. Hello, Jill. Uh, Dillon, how are you today? (laughs) Good. Did you hear my dog in the background? That was meant to be. (laughs) I didn't hear Before we get into this discussion, let me tell our audience a little bit about Dr. Dillon. He's a licensed 
He's a licensed OBGYN physician and surgeon practicing within a health system located in the heart of the Midwest. He is very well respected and loved throughout the community, but that's not why I had him on today. It's his work outside the office that I'm interested in hearing about. Specifically, he has this great passion, and I mean passion, for religious and spiritual studies. He's one of the most relentless seekers I've ever met in my life who can articulate aspects of this ancient mystic mystery better than anybody I know. And in this case, we're going to focus in on destiny and free will choice. So, again, Dr. D- Dylan, welcome. Thank you. Now, now listen, I know that you play for Team Destiny all the way, and I think you really need to explain that position and where you're coming from and why you've come to hmm. feel this way. Okay. Well, it, it, first you have to realize that life is functioning at many different levels. And what I'm going okay. to be talking about today it pertains to the human physical level, the, the the life that you can appreciate through your five senses, what you can see, feel, touch, and see around you. So the discussion that I'm going to be uh, hosting today is primarily about that physical level and because there, okay. there's different levels at which uh, things happen. And one of the first things I want to bring out to you is that most humans cannot see the obvious in front of them. Okay? For example... Your birth and your death, you have no control over it. The two major parts of your life, birth and death, you have absolutely no control over it. You were destined to be born into a certain family, in a certain religion, at a certain country, at a certain time. You you didn't choose that time in terms of a human choice, but the time chose you. Now, which religion you are born into determines how you will live, what you will believe in, and how you will function in this world, okay? So it's not really a choice you made. If you're born into a Christian family, you will grow up as a Christian. You grew up, you're born in a Mohammedan family, you will grow up as a Mohammedan. And so already, right off the bat, you can start to see this pattern where most of our life has already been predetermined for us. As parents, you decide how to raise your kids. Girls will wear dresses and boys will wear shorts. Your society determines your actions. Can you walk naked in society or not? Can you can you wear this clothes? Can you wear Yikes. a to baseball game? Can you wear, you know, it, it, society basically dictates how you're going to conduct yourself. Your profession determines how you're going to live, interact, and deal with people. Something as simple as sexual desire, you don't really have any control over it. It's a hormone. When the hormone is elevated, you have sexual desire. Later on, you may repent and say, I'm not going to do it again. But when the sexual hormone, hormone comes up again, you're going to do it again. Do you really have control over that or something else controlling you? Anger. Where does that come from? Nobody wants, nobody chooses to be angry. It's something that happens. Do you really have control over it? So if you look at the big picture and if you look around you, there is very little that you actually have control over. You don't have control over cancer or disease. It's not like you can say, no, I don't want cancer. I choose not to have cancer or I choose not to have high blood pressure. Okay? Look at the weather. Yeah. If you have a tornado or hurricane, you don't have any choice. It's something that happens and you basically have to live with it. Day and night, the sun comes up, goes down at night. You don't have a choice in that. So most of our life has already been determined by some 
mechanism, and we really have no free will as to what happens. So, uh, go ahead, Jill. Really, I mean, you really believe that there's no free will choices whatsoever. So what you're saying, every choice that we make mm-hmm. is is destined that we make it? Well, I well, don't understand first, how can that be that you can have that much clarity. So are you saying there's no wrong or right answers? Well, first of all, what I'm trying to point out is that we focus on what you're doing right now. Do we have any choice? What I'm trying to show you in in the big scheme of things, if you kind of step back and look at everything, yeah. the whole yeah. world functions on a some kind of a divine plan that you have no control over. And that's the macrocosm. That's the 30,000-foot elevation view. Now let's get into the microcosm. Let's get into mm-hmm. personal uh, person's you know, personal life and see, do you really have a choice, okay? Now, let me give you an analogy. First okay. of all, for this analogy, there are two assumptions that I'm going to make that I, I suspect most people will agree with me. First of all, you know, be it Christian or be it Hinduism or Sikhism, God knows the past, present, and future, okay? The second okay. assumption, the second assumption I'm going to make is that every action is preceded by a thought. There's a thought that's generated in your mind, and then you will act upon that thought. That's okay? true. All mm-hmm. right. So now let's take the example of a road that is a fork in the road, okay? And the year is 2012. It's February 7th, 2012. And um, God can see that a person named Matt is going to be walking down that street exactly one year from today. And Matt will walk down the street, and when he gets to the fork in the road, Matt is going to take the left path. Okay? So today, since God can see the past, present, and future, God can see that Matt will take the left-hand path when he gets to that fork in the road one year from today. So now let's jump forward into 2013, February 7th, 2013. And here's Okay, Matt hold on. I'm, make, I'm making diagrams. Okay, I've got my fork in the road, and Matt's on the left-hand side in nope, 2012. Nope, nope, now we're going nope. to... No, no, he's not there yet. Matt oh, is just walking down the road. No, nope, Matt is just walking <laughs> okay. down the road, enjoying the scenery, whistling a yeah. tune, and then looking at the birds and the flowers. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, he comes to a fork in the road. And he looks at the fork in the road, and he looks at the road, and he says, hmm, I wonder which one, which fork I should take. So in his mind, he goes through a process where he thinks he's making a choice. Yeah. And he, takes, and he has to take the left path. There is no option. Because if he did not take the left option, that implies that God didn't know what he was going to do. So the thing is, Matt thought he was making a choice. Matt thought that he was picking which way to go, but in reality, a thought was put in his mind that made him take the left fork. From somewhere beyond? The divine process, the divine plan, will instill a thought that will make you do what you're supposed to do. So Matt thinks that he has free choice. That's the illusion. Matt feels that he can choose what he wants to do. But if God really knows the future, there's only one outcome in the future. And so everyone has to follow that. But 
the beauty is there is still an opportunity for you to be a creator and to think you're and cho- enjoy the illusion of a choice. Okay. Where where's the such illusion in that formation? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. When Matt okay. g- when Matt got to the fork in the road, he didn't know the future. He okay. did not know which way he was going to go. Okay? So You mean in his conscious mind? In his human mind. In his human mind. All right. Matt, as a human, did not yeah. know the future, and he did not know which way he was going to go. Okay. So there was a mystery there. Okay? All right. That yeah, mystery, that's a mystery. That mystery is where you become a creator. Let me give you an example. Like, for example, um, let's say I have to give a talk to some people tomorrow. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Okay, I don't know if they're going to uh, understand my message. I'm not quite sure how they will take it, but I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But I want a certain outcome. I have an expectation that I'm going to give this talk, and this is what I want my audience to come away with. Okay, In order for me to make sure that my message gets across, I will prepare for that talk. I will present the information I w- that I want my audience to listen to. Now, I don't have any control over the outcome, but the time from when, you know, from the time from the, from today to tomorrow, I am creating my talk. I'm enjoying preparing my talk. I am having fun savoring all the ideas and putting them together. I have no I have no um uh what do I call it? Um idea what the outcome is going to be. I don't have a control of the final outcome. But I am being a creator in the sense that I am creating that talk. And since I don't know the outcome, I have this mystery that I have to fulfill my part, create my talk to get it to the way I want it to. So that's where you enjoy the path. That's where you enjoy okay. the life and you and you put forth an effort so you can you can do your part to get the outcome that you wish to manifest. So you have to put forth the effort. You have to get things done that you wanted to get done, but the outcome is not in your control. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. All right. I think we'll take a break there. Let's take a break, Dr. Dillon, and okay. let's think about this whole concept you just talked about, and I want to discuss after the break, a lot of people will come away with this hopeless feeling or maybe even given up. If you're saying that everything is destined and that we have no opportunities of free will to change it, I don't think that's what you're saying. So let's address that hopelessness and that giving up feeling if everything is preordained. So take a break. We'll be right back in a few minutes after this nice interlude. Think about it. Destiny or free will choice.
Welcome back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. And before the break, we were talking to Dr. Satwant Dillon, and he is well-versed in the mysteries, ancient mysteries of uh, the mystics. And this week, we're talking about destiny and free will choice. And I want to pick up, Dr. Dillon, where we left off before the break, which was, you were talking about destiny and the fork in the road and the conscious thought that comes before we take our actions. And I was asking about this whole thought process of what people, I'm afraid when people hear this conversation, they're going to be left with some kind of hopelessness and maybe even giving up and throw their hands up and say, well, if it's all destined anyway, why try? Why do anything different? Where does the incentive come in, Dr. Dillon, to keep growing as we're talking about change here if mm-hmm. it's already predetermined anyway? Can you pick up that thought? Sure, sure. One of the things you have to realize is when you say it's a sense of hopelessness, that, well, why why should I do anything? You don't. Right. You you haven't quite understood that your thoughts are not your own. So even if you did want to just sit by the roadside and not do anything, it's going to be literally impossible. Because if the divine plan has something planned for you, you are going to do it. That thought is going to come in your mind to do it. If you think about it, you have thousands and thousands of thoughts in your mind. And for some reason, one thought comes forward and you act on it. Okay? So number one... When you imply there's a sense of hopelessness, uh, what I'm getting from you is that you don't believe there's a divine plan because it really is, then you know you're going to be doing something the divine wants you to do. Now, the other part of this is it's not that it's what's going to happen is going to happen, that, that I do believe in, but it's the process of creation before you get there. And that's the part of the enjoyment. Now, the other thing you okay, have to but- realize... The other thing you have to realize is that we're talking about the physical realm. Before you come here, you choose what you want to do. So there is a a free will that's exercised before you come here. Okay? And I think nobody illustrates that most as beautifully as Neil Donald Walsh. He talks about the parable of the two angels. And there was one angel that wanted to experience forgiveness. And there's no one in heaven to forgive. And so, you know, the angel went to God and said, I have this desire, I want to experience forgiveness. And what they decided was that another angel would take birth, the two of them would go to earth, and one angel would be the meanest person he could to the other angel to give them, to give him an, ex- uh, uh, an experience where he could forgive someone. And in that forgiveness, he would experience the forgiveness intellectually he knew what forgiveness was but he wanted to experience it so that was a choice they made and when they came to earth they were executing a plan they had decided upon everyone had agreed to it so a lot of stuff that happens to us it may seem like it's not in our control we didn't will it to happen but in reality if you believe like i mentioned earlier that godly knows the future there is only one outcome it's not going to change and when you think you're making the choice, it's actually part of the divine plan to make you get somewhere to do something that you have chosen to experience. Which is why they say, judge not, least to be judged, because you don't know the purpose of everyone on earth. And you don't That's know why right. 
Yep, you don't know why people will be are doing what they're doing. And the other part is, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Okay? So God's will is being uh, carried out on earth. And you, it, is, it is done through you and your thought pattern. The thoughts that yeah, put but, in you... Mm-hmm. No, I'm go sorry. Ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, no, I do ahead. want to go back. I understand what you're talking about with the different layers that you started the conversation with. But one mm-hmm. thing I want to talk on that you said was that at some point you said that thoughts are not our own. And I don't want people to walk away, Dr. Dillon, thinking mm-hmm. that where's the responsibility? And you've heard that quote that people say, well, the devil made me do it. You mm-hmm. know, I really didn't do it because it's all predetermined for me to do it, so I don't have to take responsibility for the actions because some other plan made me mm-hmm. do it. Does that make sense? Yes, I, I can I can see people saying that, but yeah. this is a very complicated issue. And one of the things that those one of the things those people forget is about the karma theory. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever whatever seed you sow, the fruit you shall have to reap later. Okay. And there are certain consequences when you identify yourself with an action. You have taken responsibility for that action. And for every action, there is a, another reaction. In there's a reaction to it. And so, yes, you may say that, but realize that there will be—I don't want to call it judgment day—but there will be repercussions yeah. for the behavior you do. And but so you're it, saying that that's even destined. Yeah. So you're saying even the the actions that they put forth and the reactions that come back to them are all planned, predestined actions as well. Correct. Correct. I mean, okay. imagine. Yeah. It, it it's it gets very complicated when we start talking about reincarnation and karma and you know right. what happens before the physical right. world. So what I really hope to do during this little uh, conversation is to just make you realize that if you look at it philosophically and logically, if you really mm-hmm. believe that God knows the past, present, and future, then there is no option to change what is going to happen. Otherwise, that would make a liar out of God, or God doesn't know what's happening. So we've answered maybe a tip of the iceberg, but there's a lot <laughs> yeah. more to this than, than meets the eye. But but the well, nice thing you, is, yeah. the nice thing is, you whatever you have to do, do it to the best of your ability. You, if you're a teacher, be the best teacher you can be. If you're a physician, be the best physician you can be. If you're if you're a mother, be the best mother you can be. Wife, husband, whatever, be the best thing you can be for that for that job you've been given. The rest is not in your hands. So don't worry about the outcome, which is which is huge because if you've done your best. And you don't get the outcome you're expecting. There's no, there's you should not feel guilty. You should not be depressed because you know you did your part, and God had other plans for the outcome, and that was on your control. So to me, instead of a sense of hopelessness, you actually enjoy creating, you enjoy your life, and you have a sense of elation and joy and freedom to do what you enjoy, follow your passion. That's what you're here wow. to do. You really well, are a creator. Makes, 
That is, I agree with all of that. And I think people really need to start adapting that kind of philosophy more. And I know there's a movement going on, and I know that you're a great teacher out in the world as well, Dr. Dillon. So if you could possibly leave us with maybe a book or two that you enjoy or you would recommend that people can spark some more creativity and read up on this because that's what this show is about. It's not to give all the answers. It's right. start to people start thinking in different directions or maybe predetermined directions. Do you right. have any thoughts on that? Yes. Um, I think one of the biggest illusions that we live under is that we think we are our mind. We are not really our mind. Our mind is actually mm-hmm. a collection of thoughts and thought patterns we have uh, uh, collected over uh, you know, over a lifetime. And I think nobody talks better about that than Eckhart Tolle. And if the right. listeners were looking for some guidance on what to read, um, he's got some wonderful books, Power of Now, and uh, the recent one uh, uh, they, they had a few years ago that was on the Oprah Club and stuff. That is what I would strongly recommend. And, yeah, I like and, his writing and reading, mm-hmm. you know, his like his writing style because it's not too difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, Dr. Dillon, people give up on this kind of um, subjects because you hit it on the head with it gets very complicated. Mm-hmm. Because as you started your talk, which I agree with completely, <clears throat> is that it's layer after layer. And once you reach one plateau of reading and understanding, you got to keep going. This is a lifetime of exploration of this kind right. of mystic living. So I do like that suggestion. Is there any parting words you'd like to leave with us before you go? I know you have to go. Yeah. No, no problem. Uh, the, uh, if I agree with you, it gets a little bit more difficult sometimes if you're not prepared for that. And the mm-hmm. other person that I strongly recommend is a gentleman who's uh, who used to be known as Joel Goldsmith, and he's got yes. a, 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 something called the Infinite Way. You can find him on the web. He uh, he has since passed on to the dif- uh, the divine realm. His name okay. is Joel Goldsmith. The Infinite Way, which is much more easy to accept, and it's a wonderful way to get exposure into the spirituality that I think everyone is looking for nowadays. Well, I think those are great suggestions, and thank you for making time to come on air with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Well, I'll have you again sometime. How's that? That sounds like a plan. Always happy to be on your show, Jillian. Okay, thanks, Dr. Dillon. Have a good day. a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Wow, that was a very enlightening conversation the two of us had. Next week, I want to go into the show I had planned for this week, which was to talk about free will choice from a different perspective of what Dr. Dillon talked to us about today. And remember, I'm always out there working the streets and out in bookstores everywhere. So... Make sure that you get on my webpage, www.jillianmossbackman.com, and look up for the dates of where I'll be next. You can always find me on Facebook and paste and cut and paste and put different things together, and your comments are always welcome. And remember, change doesn't have to be hard, but it is important for growth. We'll see you next time, same place. On air, blog talk radio.
on Thursday. 